I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Leah. How are you today, Leah? I am excellent. Awesome. Leah is big into music and music production. She is not satisfied with my uh, sound quality today, so <laughs> hopefully everyone out there listening can hear me okay. And It sounds fine, though. <laughs> okay. Only because I said stuff and you changed it. <laughs> That's right. You fixed it. Good job. I appreciate it. And you started school in that uh, in your musical endeavor. So how's that going? It's going really well. It, there's a lot of classes. I think I currently have 10 classes, which is yeah. a lot. And eight of those are in the music building. So basically, I live in the music area, and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for those unaware, BYU's music program does not have the best reputation for work-life balance or school-life balance. Um, it is quite intense, mm-hmm. and the classes are super low credits. So, you know, in another major, you might have four classes that are three credits each or something, and in, in music, they're all one credit or half a credit. So that's why she has so many classes. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are glad you have time to be with us today. It's always good mm-hmm. to talk general conference with you. Um, and, you know, I'm just feeling like saying it today. It's our resident spiritual power couple, Burke and Rivka. <laughs> Burke, how are you? I'm wonderful. It is a lovely Sabbath, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Happy to have you here. How about you, Rivka? Doing great. Good. Oops, I, ac- I accidentally just turned on the talk we were about to uh, listen to or talk about, so I apologize for that. Well, that's yeah, an old in a church move right there. Good job. I know. I, well, <laughs> you know what it is? Is I'm just I'm just a fidgeter, and so <laughs> this is true. I was I was literally just swiping the screen up and down over and over. <laughs> you managed to do it when when Dad and I would record in the same room. Both of us would be like we'd always have something in our hands. We'd just like be talking to the mic, but we'd both be like playing with something different. Like it was really yep. funny, or like rocking side to side in our chairs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've like fitted a, the knobs on my mic stand before during the podcast had my mic disappear. So, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. It is true. You pull out the Ethernet cable. That's what I did when I was fidgeting once. <laughs> yep. That happened. It didn't go very well. Uh, well, anything new for Burke and Rivka in your lives? I don't think nope. So. Just, All right. Just, just soldiering on. on. Yeah. Maybe you're just still trying you just keep on trying because that's our topic today latter-day saints keep on trying by elder dale g renland of the 70 um great talk i did not remember it at all and burke recommended this talk so burke why don't you tell us what made you recommend this talk this is just one of those ones that has stuck in my head for years i think because i very firmly uh, resonate with this thought 
that, um, well, I'll read it from the talk here. He talks about um, Nelson Mandela, uh, who was the first democratically elected president of South Africa. And in speaking of uh, his forgiveness of those who imprisoned him, he says, Mandela frequently deflected accolades by saying, I'm no saint, that is, unless you think a saint is a sinner who keeps on trying. And I really like the keep on trying part. And I bet Aaliyah has a comment about continuing to try. <laughs> well, as my... <laughs> As our favorite uh, animated fish always says, we just have to keep on swimming. <laughs> <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Uh, so true. Just keep on trying. I love that sentiment, Burke. And um, yeah, again, I, this talk didn't really stay with me, but reading it again, I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It was funny. This is one of those ones. So I'm a firm believer in you should never apologize for knowing something ever. And when I taught my last... Um, gospel doctrine class that I teach to youth, uh, I guess it was last week. And one of the students walked in and said to one of the other ones, oh, you're such a sinner. And I was like, oh, is he now? Perhaps you should look up uh, Elder Renlund's talk in April 2015. And he looked at me funny. <laughs> and he pulled it up and I was like, yeah, why don't you read right at the end of that first paragraph there? <laughs> uh, that's that's good, Bert, because we, you know, we study the general conference talks now in in uh, second hour during elders quorum, and of course we talk about conference a lot, and so I have a lot of other talks that come to mind frequently. Yeah, but I yeah. never want to sound like it's a flex. Like, well, if you look in the April twenty twenty one at uh, President, you know, like, so I I don't know how to do that gracefully, um, but maybe I shouldn't have to apologize for knowing something. I should just do it. Yeah, I always just go ahead. If I know if I know the reference off the top of my head, I'll just go ahead and, and say yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there any other quote here that you would consider the fundamental doctrine, Burke, that you wanted to point out? Um, I think one that goes right along with this is just a little bit further down. Um, and here's a quote: it "says In less formal terms, God cares a lot more about who we are and who we are becoming than about who we once were." He cares that we keep on trying. All right. Why did that resonate with you? Um, well, I like to leave who I was behind a lot of the time. I'm not always that proud of, you know, and, and it may even be just who I was yesterday or earlier today or 20 minutes ago. Um, but I like the idea that we can, that the entire idea of being a saint or a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints is that you are working towards perfection. Not that you're there yet, but that you're just going to keep trying. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Um, this is another talk that has a ton of good footnotes. So that one has a footnote four that adds some depth and, and clarity. So rather than read it, I'm just going to encourage everyone to go out there, look it up and read it. Um, speaking of which, did I mention this is from the April 2015 General Conference? I don't know if I did that, but if you're looking for it, that's where um, okay, let's go on to Aaliyah. Aaliyah, what was your fundamental doctrine? My fundamental doctrine came through a short story you shared about a missionary that I related to a lot. <laughs> Wait, uh, you like the part about missionaries? I'm wow, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah. This is actually the story that stuck with me from this talk, so I love it. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so he talks about a missionary named Curtis and this missionary was a, a good one. Like he, it says it was the kind of missionary every mission president prays for. 
And he was put with a companion who, quote, was immature, socially awkward, and not particularly enthusiastic about getting the work done. And so the story is that one time they were just biking and his companion just like randomly got off the bike and was walking <laughs> for no reason apparent <laughs> to Curtis. Um, and so it says, silently, Curtis expressed his frustration to God. What a chore it was to be saddled with a companion he had to drag around in order to accomplish anything. <laughs> and so so I, I read that and I was like, I feel that. <laughs> a lot on my mission. I had a lot of great companions, and then I had a lot where my personality did not mix, and that is what I felt. And then, and then Aaliyah, the next thing time he out, says, time yeah. out, hold on. I want to just add, as your dad, Aaliyah is like a super high-functioning, highly disciplined, high-achieving individual. So you, you're, of course, not going to add that in about yourself. I'm your dad, so it's okay. <laughs> so... You know, in her perfect world, and with some of your comps, it was like this. It was like mm -hmm. sprint from sun up to sundown. It was just like yeah. work, 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 work. Ten percent all day, every day. Yes, high intensity, and um, and so this, I'm sure, really resonated with you, where it was like, Ugh, come on, let's. I don't, I don't want to drag you. Let's run together. Yeah. So, yeah, indeed. And so I've I felt that before, and then the next thing he says, um. Oh, I lost it. Hold on. Where did it go? No. Third from the I, last I paragraph. flipped my phone <laughs> and then it... Oh, yeah. it That's like an old person thing <laughs> in sacrament meeting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I found it. I found it. He says, moments later, Curtis had a profound impression as if God were saying to him, you know, Curtis, compared to me, the two of you are all that different. <laughs> my jaw dropped. My jaw, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> crazy. So, so it's just like the idea, the doctrine there is that um, who am I to judge someone else just because they are different than me? Because ultimately, I'm way far from from perfect. And that person is too. We're just imperfect in different ways. Um, and we're like both trying to like even ourselves out, I guess, to become that way. And so compared to literal perfection... We're not really that different. <laughs> so if I'm thinking about being saddled with someone or whatever, then like what 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 should I be thinking about myself? Like it just it just adds some humility into the mix there. <laughs> yeah. So I liked I liked that part a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the guy on the other side or the sister in your case might have been thinking, Well, here I am saddled with this companion who is insensitive and isn't concerned about my needs and is just pushing me beyond my limits and mm -hmm. so you know we we each have ways that that we are imperfect as you said they're just different ways so yep um the i again i i don't I, this talk did not stick with me but somewhere along the way burke i don't think he even i don't think you even burke referenced this talk specifically but you taught that principle to us in a podcast and it has stuck with me ever since then so I, I think I did pull it up and read just that little part right there, but yeah, uh, it is always because I think it's so easy for us because we're so intent on improvement to see someone who's maybe not quite as improved as us and to think, look at what I have achieved, feel my yeah. superiority. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, you just, you just have to remember where you stand on the Bednar index, right? And uh, this quote's <laughs> like, you're, you're, you should be at a 10. If you're not at the 10, you should be at a 10. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely whole, true. 
the whole concept to me is pretty well summed up by the lyrics from uh lord i would follow thee where it says like who am i to judge another when i walk imperfectly i feel like that sums it up pretty well i love it perfection okay yeah that was definitely a fundamental doctrine and a very helpful way for us to uh, avoid judging i think and have more compassion and to just keep trying and next we're going to go to rivka going to share with us her fundamental doctrine. Sure. Well, now I'm kind of bouncing between two of them. So I could follow up with what Aaliyah was saying, but really the part of this talk that I remembered, I mean, I'm familiar with this talk because Bert quotes the part that he quotes, like just in everyday life a lot. So <laughs> um, I but... remind myself pretty regularly that <laughs> compared to Christ, I'm pretty much just like everybody else. <laughs> um, but as I listened to it again and was reading through it, I remembered the part. Uh, it's just funny. I was reading through it and I could hear his voice say it. And I was like, oh, I remember him saying that. So he brings up a quote from a Shakespeare play, As You Like It. Um. And in the play, an older brother attempts uh, to have his younger brother killed, he says. Even knowing this, the younger brother saves his wicked brother from certain death. When the older brother learns of this undeserved compassion, he is totally and forever changed and has what he calls a conversion. Later, several women approach the older brother and ask, Was you that did so oft contrive to kill your brother? And the brother answers, Twas I, but tis not I. I do not shame to tell you what I was since my conversion so sweetly tastes being the thing I am, which is a lot of really old English for that was who I was, but I'm not that anymore. And I'm not ashamed to talk about that change because, because the change in me is such a delicious one. And I'm so happy with who I am now. And I thought a lot about that because I think that will be something that we all feel deeply at the end of this journey. It's really frustrating um, in mortality when we're trying to be this thing that we want to be and we just mess up, mess it up all the time. Um, in our st we had state conference today and our state president had challenged a number of people. There were probably like 12 people that he challenged um, two months ago to read through Aaliyah, you'll really appreciate this. Preach my gospel chapter six and I know and choose one of the characteristics that it talks about in there and spend the next two months working on developing that using the pattern that's taught in that chapter. And then he had them all share it. So there were a lot of people who shared really brief um, testimonies at our state conference today. And one of them got up and he was like, he was like, so like, I just failed at this. And he's like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> like most of us fail at doing this all the time. I tried, I wanted to, I messed up. Um, and, and he had some really great thoughts about how <laughs> that's okay. And even what the Lord expects and, you know, he's, he's done all this stuff for us, um, to help us. And Elder Renlund talks about the atonement later on in this talk, but, I, so this came to my mind again as he was speaking today during our state conference because it can be really frustrating when we're trying to become better and we feel like we're not making a lot of headway and we keep messing up on the same things or we'll do better for a little bit and it's like two steps forward, two steps forward, one step back. 
And so I was just thinking about how wonderful it will be at the end of this, um, when through you know the Savior's forgiving power and through his enabling power, we can um, become the thing that we want to be and be able to look back with um, you know, a recognition that we didn't always do the right thing. But I just love it, you know, because he's like, it, that was me, but it's not me. And the and the conversion, that process is such a sweet process at the end of it. And we get to rejoice. There's my thoughts. Indeed. And I, I think what you're saying, Rivka, is at the end of it, but also maybe we could adjust the language and say, that was me and sometimes still is, but I'm trying or I'm working on it. Yep. And even just that effort can be and be sweet to us, not just the end result. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think we should go back to Burke here. And Burke, what else do you want to bring out from this talk that has really stayed with you the, all these years? All right. Uh, well, just because, you know, we know how I like to find the things that I personally need to feel disappointed about or be working on. He says, just as God rejoices when we persevere, that's the keep on trying apart. He is disappointed if we do not recognize that others are trying to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, 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 uh, we go before God often. I go before God often looking for this kind of uh, dispensation of forgetfulness with those things that I have done. And then I refuse to give it to others, which really, what we're really talking about is, is forgiveness, allowing others to change as well. And uh, yeah, just uh, another opportunity for me to know when God feels disappointed and all I've chosen <laughs> to do. So uh, what do you do with that knowledge, Burke? Uh, is there a time where you've been able to overcome that that feeling towards someone else? Um, I think about it often. Because um, I, 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 I don't think I'm different from other people in this. It's, this happens a lot. We meet yeah. people and we get to know them and we want to put them in a box and we want to keep totally. them there. And we, we just have to remember that other people can change and become better too. If, if you want to work on that, you have to allow other people to do it too. And we shouldn't just stick people with whatever our first impression was or whatever our last unpleasant interaction was. We should give them the opportunity to change also. Yeah. Um, he actually, the, the, story that Aaliyah told was sort of a follow-up to that statement about recognizing that others are trying to. He adds one more story in there before the story that Aaliyah told about um, his dear friend Thoba um, and her mother Julia. So they were in South Africa, early black convert or early black converts in South Africa. And as you know, this ties into the idea of Nelson Mandela and apartheid and the story was brief, but basically they went to church and uh, Thoba felt that she was treated unfairly by some white members. And Julia listened calmly. And then she said, oh, Thoba, the church is like a big hospital and we are all sick in our own way. We come to the church to be helped. Julia's comment reflects a valuable insight. We must not only be tolerant while others work on their individual illnesses. We must also be kind, patient, supportive, and understanding as God encourages us to keep on trying he expects us to allow others the space to do the same at their own pace. Um, and then he promises the atonement will come into our lives in greater measure, which is a pretty awesome promise. Just by 
because of course we all want forgiveness and we all want the atonement. And one way to access that is to forgive others and be patient and kind and loving. I think that would be a really hard situation to extend forgiveness and tolerance and kindness and compassion as someone who's, who's being racist or, um, you know, something that can be that offensive. And, and here she was very gracefully and charitably saying, Hey, we're all sick in our own way. So we're, we're just all here at church to be helped. So I thought that was also a really valuable story. Um, much like the missionary story. Yeah. And I really like that phrase, you know, right at the end, one of the things you read there, where it says at their own pace. Yep. This me so often I was like, yeah, if they were going to change, they would have done it by now. I'm done, you know, but uh, yep. yeah, we don't get to make that determination. No, we do not. All right, Leah, let's go back to you. Anything else you wanted to point out here? Yeah, there was a pretty solid summary that he gave at the very end where he says, if we don't try, we're just Latter-day Sinners. If we don't persevere, we're Latter-day Quitters. And if we don't allow (laughs) others to try, we're just Latter-day Hypocrites. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was really funny because, the you know, it's Latter-day Saints. (laughs) It's what we're supposed to be. Hi, I'm Burke. I'm a Latter-day Quitter. (laughs) <laughs> it's such a great list too because it's like well pick your poison yeah like yep. we're, you know, like we all are dealing with one or two or all three of those things <laughs> like trying not to be them you know, oh, I know. Uh, and here he is ratcheting that bednar index up to 10 right at the end he's, all oh. us. he's like compared to christ you're pretty much nothing so <laughs> uh. <laughs> But then he softens yeah. it with a promise. As we try, persevere, and help, others do the same. We are true Latter-day Saints. So, yep, the balm of Gilead there at the end. Um, Rivka, well, that's it. It's over. You don't get to say anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, even though that was towards the end, we still want to hear from you. What else did you want to talk about? Oh, I really appreciated this sentence. It's actually the last sentence in the paragraph you read. Um, And it says, regardless of perceived differences, all of us are in need of the same infinite atonement. And I was like, when I first started, I was like, well, duh. But then I thought, well, maybe when I'm trying really hard to forgive someone for something, I think, yeah, I hope they get forgiven, but maybe it'll be of like a, you know, that slightly less gentle atonement than the one I want for myself for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I appreciated the reminder that like, it's the same, we all have exactly the same savior and he offers us all the same forgiveness and grace and power. And I'm really grateful that he offers that to me. And so I will try to be better about <laughs> hoping that that same gentleness is is used for people that I don't always feel so gently about. I don't know. So we spent a lot of this talk um, deciding what we or listening to, to words about what we should avoid doing. Rivka, do you have someone in your life who embodies? the opposite of this, someone who's just so gracious and forgiving and charitable to others around them, Uh, even if they may not appear to deserve it on the outside? Yeah. My mother is this 100%. Um, 
I'm obviously less so. And I spent my whole life, I would come home frustrated with things and wanting to rant and stuff. And she would always very um, peacefully and gracefully, like she has the ability that I really want to have to be able to listen. Like she would listen and she would, I could tell she understood where I was coming from. And then also in a not remotely preachy way, would just explore maybe explore the ideas of where that other person was coming from and what may have caused them to behave in a certain way or do a certain thing or why they might think something. And, and it was such a good, um, I always appreciated that balance. She could really pull me out of <laughs> my, my frustrations and my judgmental moments with that. And so I am grateful for her example in that because as I try to develop that, I have seen it in action and that's really helpful. <laughs> Sometimes I have to try to do it myself. Sometimes I still call her when I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going crazy. Talk me down. But yeah, she really um, does embody this capacity for a depth of understanding someone that I admire and that is in my opinion, just extremely Christ-like. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Well, let's move on to invitations and promised blessings. Let's go back to Burke for that. Any? We've talked about a few. Do you have any others? Uh, I don't remember. If, I don't think we read this one, but he says, my invitation to all of us is to evaluate our lives, repent, and to keep on trying. What I like about this is he doesn't say evaluate our lives and if we need to, repent. <laughs> There's an assumption in there. That perhaps yeah. if you haven't found something to repent of, you haven't actually evaluated your life. Right. Um, and then when you when you find that thing, repent of it and keep on trying. Right. The old Maxwell quote about don't ask, is it is it I? Is it yeah. this? I, I don't know. What does he say, Burke? Yeah, we yeah, we don't ask is it I, we ask, you know, Lord, is it this? Because it's all of us. So. Yeah. Because we all have something. <clears throat> awesome. Okay, Aaliyah, how about you? Invitations and promises. That was the big one that I picked out. And you read the promise to that invitation earlier, which is that we are true Latter-day Saints as we try and do those things. Okay, fantastic. Rivka, any invitations and promises stick out to you? Um, I don't know. I think we kind of talked about all... Well, how about this one? Even if we've been conscious, deliberate, a conscious, deliberate sinner or have repeatedly faced failure and disappointment, the moment we try, we decide to try again, the atonement of Christ can help us. Um, and I don't, that doesn't seem like an obvious one, but I think the invitation there is, regardless of how you're doing, um, decide to try again. And then when, as soon as we do that, the atonement comes in and helps us begin to change. Awesome. I love that he said conscious or deliberate. Um, yeah. He's trying to tell us like, Hey, even if you're doing this on purpose, you can you can still change and the Lord will still embrace you. So Yeah, when I highlighted it, like I just highlighted even if and then I didn't even highlight the rest of the stuff and then put the moment we decide to try again because I thought you could put anything in there. Even if whatever it is your if is, whatever it is you're dealing with or you're in the middle of doing or the choices you're making, even if the atonement is still available for you. Mm, I like that. Fantastic. 
Well, I think that'll do it for this talk. Um, again, the talk is called Latter-day Saints Keep on Trying by Elder Renlund from the April 2015 General Conference. Recommend you go out and read it It's or listen to it. It's fantastic. Um, the next talk we are going to discuss is a BYU devotional from January of 2009 called Remember Lot's Wife by Elder Holland. So very much looking forward to discussing that one. So, in the meantime, you can get a hold of us. How, Leah? You can email us at wordsoftheprophetspodcast at jmail.com, which we've gotten several very amazing emails lately, so thank you so much for that. And then also, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook at Words of the Prophets Podcast. All right. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.